Good Thursday. This is Ozarks at Large for December 9th, 2021. It's the penultimate day of our season of giving fundraiser. Thank you to everybody who's contributed this week. You can make a contribution and learn more about our funding at supportkuaf.com. Thank you. Ahead this hour, Dr. Cam Patterson, the chancellor at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences, discusses what is and isn't known yet about the Omicron variant. First up this Thursday, the University of Arkansas Office for Sustainability is partnering with the U of A Herbarium to inventory plants and collect seeds from a remnant native tall grass prairie on land owned by the university. Ozarks at Large's Jacqueline Froelich takes us to the site so we can learn more. Jennifer Ogles, collections manager of the U of A Herbarium, a climate-controlled facility on campus. She documents the diversity and distribution of plants of Arkansas through collecting and preserving specimens. This sunny, warm morning, she hikes up to a forest overlook above an old native prairie remnant behind the U of A's Cato Springs Research Center. We think we had at least 70,000 acres of just tall grass prairies here. Um, that's quite extensive. We think that's a low estimate. Um, we think there, there was actually a lot more than what was mapped by the General Land Office surveyors when they came through in the 1830s. Um, today, less than one-tenth of one percent of those remain. Ogle says European settlement dramatically altered the Ozarks landscape. At first, we started uh, plowing the land for croplands and grazing the land. We brought cattle. And then, we, then more recently, we've done large-scale developments. Prairies are prime development areas, and so they're the, they're the areas. They're flat. They're easy to develop. Ogle says Ozark native prairies produce an abundance of plant species on which insects and wildlife specialists thrive. And then also they're great at uh, storing carbon. Grasslands store about two-thirds of their biomass below the soil. So that when a fire comes through, only about a third of that biomass is burned. And so when we think in terms of wildfires, as it's happening um, extensively in the West, if a, if a forest um, experiences a wildfire, they lose about two thirds of their biomass because so much of their, their bodies are above ground. But when a grassland burns, it's much less detrimental and much less carbon is released into the atmosphere because so little of their biomass is above ground. Ogle is aware of efforts to preserve and restore remnant prairie parcels in Arkansas. There is a lot of work being done to restore existing grasslands, prairies. Um, different state agencies and federal agencies are focusing on grasslands right now. Um, it, they are such so vitally important to some of our declining pollinators and birds that we're, we're paying special attention to these, uh, including the northern bobwhite and the monarch butterfly. She's been taking inventory of land surrounding this remnant prairie. So historically, we know that about 4,000 or so acres of continuous prairie was mapped from where we're standing, north to the southern edge of the university, west to Kessler, and south wrapping around, around the airport, Drake Field. That's a pretty big piece. And where we're standing right now is just about four and a half acres, and that's it. There are little pockets of prairie still remaining. This prairie in particular shows some real potential because there are so many species that are native to this region, native to a prairie too, that we've been identifying. So we've been doing a, a survey over the last couple years to identify all the plants we can in this habitat right here. And actually we're, we're working in the post oak savanna just over the hill here and all the way down to the Cato Springs branch into the freeway. And we're doing an inventory of that entire area. That's when Ogle crossed paths with Eric Bowles, director of the U of A office for sustainability. Jennifer was poking us saying, hey, you've got a great resource here. It's on University of Arkansas property and um, I'd like to volunteer time to help manage and kind of inventory the plants. Bowles and his staff work to motivate, facilitate, and coordinate a culture of sustainability across campus as a living laboratory. He's also an ecological engineer. The University of Arkansas Office for Sustainability is kind of the applied branch of sustainability on campus. So we look at uh, we look internal at campus operations and identify opportunities to improve systems around um, kind of active alternative transportation systems, uh, waste systems such as recycling, composting, uh, biodiversity systems like what we're talking about today, you know, managing our lands responsibly, along with uh, energy and carbon footprint and even topics of water. Intentionally restoring this prairie remnant fits that mission.
we were working on the the nearby oak savannah so the whole the whole property that the university of arkansas owns down here in south fayetteville is about 70 acres and there's and right in the middle of it right along razorback road there's a 10 acre oak savannah post oak savannah a really beautiful little knoll with old post oaks on it and we were highlighting that as a feature that we really wanted to um, preserve and take care of and and restore um, and then we identified this, this 4.5 acre kind of foothill tall grass prairie coming up to the oak savanna and Jennifer showed an interest in that and, and so I, I started to listen and have that conversation and, and now we've gotten more serious about trying to uh, take care of and preserve this remnant prairie down here. First order of restoration around this parcel is thinning invasive cedars opening up the canopy to the sun. In this area where we're standing, we had uh, Northwest Arkansas Master Naturalists come in. Uh, they're, they're a great group, and several of them are trained to use, trained and certified to use chainsaws. And so two of them came in and cut a bunch of the cedars down, and I was on the drag crew, so I got to drag cedars out <laughs> into piles, and then we used a, a chipper to shred all the, all the material up. So we've done that one time. We're also, we've conducted a controlled burn. You conducted a controlled burn in the savannah, we're hoping to do something similar here as a management tool. Uh, we'll also be targeting the tall fescue that is growing in a lot of that, um, in a lot of this prairie. We'll be targeting that to get rid of that this winter. We've um, gotten a lot of support from a lot of groups. Uh, Ozark Ecological Restoration Incorporated has helped us with the prescribed burn. Um, the Nature Conservancy has come out and helped consult with, you know, with the strategy. Um, campus, campus facilities management and planning and design have been critical to, to getting this all off the ground as well as the Northwest Arkansas Trailblazers have been essential to um, helping fund some of the restoration work. The city of Fayetteville is also pitching and picking up tons of invasive species material for processing and compost. Removing invasives will allow flowering native milkweeds and indigos, blazing star ashy sunflower, as well as native grasses to flourish. T tall grasses such as Indian grass and big blue stem. I mean, the blue, big blue stem's eight feet tall and has roots 12 feet underground. It's a really noteworthy plant. Even in its present degraded state, this little prairie bull says attracts certain grassland birds. We have seen uh, painted buntings, which I, I think are really impressive. You know, they're like the parrot of the Ozarks. They're a beautiful bird. To preserve and cultivate grassland genetics on this site, Ogo has been collecting seeds. I've been collecting small amounts of anything I can find that's native and uh, desirable for restoration or just for conservation and preservation here at this site. And then this year we ramped up efforts. Uh, I started working with Eric to engage volunteers to come out and also collect with me. And so what that looks like is we, we do an event a couple hours, we'll get people out here to collect a target species. I'll take that seed back to the herbarium and clean it by hand. It's still a relatively small amount, so it's easy to clean by hand. And then what I do with that seed is I put it in the refrigerator for storage um, at a certain temperature. And the seed that we collected this year is going to be going to a horticulture class next year. We're working with the horticulture department as well. They're going to be growing as a project a lot of this seed into plugs for us. And so the seed that was collected from this little remnant prairie will be grown into plugs by students and then planted on the savanna next year. Come spring, volunteer days will be hosted to groom out invasive species on this as yet unnamed prairie parcel, Bull says, and adjacent oak savanna. Other prairie ecosystems under restoration in our region include Woolsey Wet Prairie, Wilson Spring Preserve, and Dead Horse Mountain in Fayetteville, Chesney Prairie Natural Area in Benton County, and Baker Prairie in Boone County. For Ozarks at Large, I'm Jacqueline Froelich. We've posted links to both the U of A Sustainability Center as well as the herbarium managed by Jennifer Ogle, who is co-author of Trees, Shrubs, and Woody Vines of Arkansas. This is Ozarks at Large. Did you happen to miss a story this week or last? Don't worry. KUAF's Frequency e-newsletter keeps you up to date on the week's top stories. You can stay on top of all the latest news, specials, Ozarks at Large content, volunteer opportunities that are coming back in 2022, and more. You can sign up right now. It's free. Just go to KUAF.com newsletter. And your financial gift 
to KUAF is critical to allowing this service to thrive and so many other services like KUAF2, our round-the-clock classical music station. So if you can, make a contribution right now during this season of giving fundraiser. You can do that at supportkuaf.com. And as 2021 comes to a close, it's hard to find a way to sum up all of this year, except to say we got through it together. And your support was critical in allowing KUAF and Ozarks at Large to bring you fact-based, important news. If you've never contributed to KUAF before, we're making it very easy this season of Giving Week. Just join us. This vital community resource is listener-supported and beholden only to listeners. As we look toward 2022, you can count on KUAF to continue to be there, and we'll do it together. Please do your part today. If you're able, make your gift at supportkuaf.com, and thank you. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. I'm Paul Gatling. The Omicron variant of the virus that causes COVID-19 has become a major concern for public health officials and is undergoing rigorous testing. University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Chancellor Dr. Cam Patterson expects to have many questions answered before Christmas. We've got some audio of a recent interview with Dr. Patterson on Talk Business and Politics with Roby Brock, and that's coming up after the break, plus a rundown of other recent business headlines. That's all on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create health care solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security, member FDIC, equal housing lender. How transmissible is the Omicron variant that causes COVID-19? Does it make people sicker than previous COVID strains? And how do the vaccines that have been developed hold up against Omicron? Those are just some of the questions UAMS Chancellor Dr. Cam Patterson expects science to solve in the next few weeks. He made those comments recently during an interview with Roby Brock. Let's talk about the Omicron variant, which is dominating the news headlines right now. I'll just tell you personally, I feel like I still don't know a whole lot about it. And we are we overreacting? Are we just being cautious because of what we've been through, obviously? But what 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 can you tell us is fact and what is fiction? Well, what is fact is that this is is a new variant. It's very unlike uh, the Delta variant or any of the other variants of COVID-19 that we have seen before. Uh, There are more mutations in spike protein. Uh, The thing that we don't know is what actually does that mean? Is is it more transmissible? We don't know whether that's the case or not. Uh, Does this create a a worse or less severe uh, form of uh, COVID-19? We don't know that uh, for sure yet. And and does this confer any resistance to uh, the, the vaccines, that, which are very, very effective against the, the other variants that we know about. We don't know that either. So there are a lot of unknowns. What we do know is that it is spreading globally. It's now in, in uh, uh, the United States. It's in Canada. It will eventually get to Arkansas. I suspect before uh, the next week or two is out, we'll start detecting uh, this variant here in, in the state of Arkansas. And uh you know, because there's so much uncertainty, it's, it's difficult to know how to react. Uh, I, I think the basics still apply. Uh, masking, social distancing, and, uh, you know, for God's sake, uh, get your vaccine. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot is going to remain uh, to be determined. And I think playing it safe for the next couple of weeks until some of the questions that 
Uh, we can't answer right now our answer. That's, that's probably the smart move. Give me, so you're not only a physician, but you're a public health official. Tell me what you think is the time frame for getting those answers. You know what the process is for having enough in the threshold to be able to make some assumptions and back them up with evidence. What do you think we're looking at to say, we now know much more about this because of these things we've done? It's really not going to take that long, Roby. I, I, I think we'll have uh, pretty good answers to the unknown questions uh, within the next couple of weeks, uh, certainly before Christmas, uh, the Christmas holiday. Um, so, you know, I, I think the idea of being cautious, uh, I think the uh, plan that uh, President Biden has put into place seems reasonable to me. Uh, let's don't overreact, but let's also take this as, as a moment to, um, to hit the pause button until we have these answers. But, you know, keep in mind, you know, in Arkansas, the Delta variant is getting worse right now. And, that, and that's really the thing that, you know, we need to be focusing on more today than anything else. And we know that the, the vaccines do work against the Delta variant, or at least there's a big efficacy component there. The, the vaccines are, are nearly 100 percent effective in preventing death or severe illness uh, caused by the Delta variant. In, in people with normal immune systems. Uh, so the, the, the vaccine is still uh, your, your number one ticket right now for safety here in Arkansas. You and other um, hospital administrators, healthcare uh, system operators have been on a yo-yo with the vaccine mandate that the Biden administration put into effect that affects the way that you can utilize Medicare and Medicaid. That's kind of the heavy stick there that uh, controls you on that. State law says you're not supposed to follow a vaccine mandate. So you've been in this world where you've had to straddle uh, two different masters, for lack of a better kind of comparison there. What, tell me where things are now. Is it easier because there's a stay in that uh, vaccine mandate at the federal level now, so it's easier to do what you need to do? Tell me about the politics of how this plays out for you and some others in your shoes. Well, for, for UAMS, uh, you know, we were caught between a rock and a hard place, uh, between state law that we uh, uh, respect and, and abide by, and, and, you know, by the necessity of uh, uh, getting most of our clinical funding from uh, CMS for Medicare and Medicaid services. Uh, the um, uh, federal final rule, interim final rule, uh, precluded our participation in Medicare and Medicaid if we did not have uh, and enforce a, a vaccine mandate. That's would be you know six hundred million dollars off the you know off the top line for UAMS, which would you know cripple us essentially put UAMS out of business. Uh, and so we did go down to the legislature. We had good conversations with the legislative council, and uh, before. Uh, we had, we collectively, we, the legislature and uh, our other uh, 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 participants in the state had to make a, a firm decision. A judge in St. Louis did put an injunction on CMS interim final rule. Uh, I hope that this buys all of us some time. I hope it buys CMS some, some time to think through uh, the position that they put UAMS in the state of Arkansas in. And, and I hope that this also gives us time to, to educate people across the state uh, about uh, what we would need to do if uh, such a, you know, a final rule uh, was uh, continued to be promulgated, if the injunction uh, was overturned, if um, uh, the federal courts uh, decided that this was constitutional for CMS to, to make such a mandate. You know, a lot of this is happening at, at uh, a level higher than uh, the one that I operate in, but it affects 3 million Arkansans. And that's a, a situation that I think is deeply unfair to the people of Arkansas. And that's Dr. Cam Patterson. He is the chancellor for the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. You can watch that entire interview with Roby Brock over on our sister website at talkbusiness.net. In other news, Tyson Foods said Monday that it plans to spend roughly $50 million on year-end bonuses for more than 80,000 hourly workers at its meatpacking plants that will give them between $300 and $700 each. 
The company estimates that it has spent more than a half billion dollars on wage increases and other bonuses over the past year for the employees who kept its plants running throughout the coronavirus pandemic. Central States Manufacturing in Lowell says it will sponsor more than 1,600 wreaths to place on headstones of military veterans for wreaths across America. That annual national event is coming up on December 18th. And Benton County is looking for a new communications director. Channing Barker, the county's first communications director when she assumed that job in 2017, resigned last month. She is now working for Walmart in the company's Culture, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Division. For those stories and more, visit us at nwabusinessjournal.com, where you can follow our reporting each and every day. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal Report. Until next time, thanks for listening. It's a musical Thursday, as it usually is on Ozarks at Large. Still ahead, Timothy Dennis with a rundown of live music opportunities all across our region, and Leah Uribe with Sound Perimeter after that. This is your public radio station, 91.3 KUAF. And this is almost the end of our season of Giving Fundraising Week at KUAF. We're reminding you, as we near the end of the year, that the reason we can be here all year long is because of support from listeners just like you. Do you remember the first time you paid for Netflix or cable or an internet connection? You put that expense into your budget to pay for a service that's important to you. Public radio is important in your life as well. Probably listen 10, 15 times a week or more. Now it's time for 91.3 KUAF to have a place in your budget. Our contributing listeners provide the largest share of funding for KUAF. You are as important to public radio as public radio is to you. Now that you know that, if it's time for you to make your first ever contribution, great. You can give us that first ever contribution in the amount you choose at supportkuaf.com. Earlier I mentioned it's a musical Thursday on Ozarks at Large. Speaking of music, this year during the season of Giving Fundraiser, we're offering a special CD as a thank you gift for your support. We put together a collection of live performances of holiday songs recorded at past editions of live holiday Ozarks at Large shows that we had in past Decembers at the Fayetteville Public Library. Sons of Otis Malone, Handmade Moments, Shannon Worse and Ed Carr, all included on this CD, which includes original songs and some very familiar Christmas tunes. of $240 or just $20 a month, you can request a special KUAF Holiday 2021 CD. It's a collection of local artists performing holiday music for a gift of $240 or more, or if you set up a $20 a month sustaining gift. And, uh, you know, you could use the CD for a holiday gift. Whatever you can give, it is always appreciated. You can make the contribution at supportkuaf.com, and thank you. Ozarks at Large is underwritten, in part, by the Walton Family Charitable Support Foundation. It's time for the annual KUAF and Friends Holiday Giveaway, your chance to win a gift from one of many generous KUAF underwriters. Participants include Hillberry Music Festival, the Fayetteville Farmer's Market, David Adams Fine Jewelers, and more. Winners announced on Friday, December 10th, during the noon edition of Ozarks at Large. Details and registration available at KUAF.com. This is Ozarks at Large. I am in the Harold Blanchcock News Studio with Timothy Dennis. So it is time to talk live music. 
Timothy, what you got for us? Okay, we've got a lot of stuff to go over. Uh, let's start with tonight. Muscadine Bloodline is going to be on stage at Georgia's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville. Tell me about Muscadine Bloodline. They're a contemporary alternative country band. Got so used to always running, never becoming tied down. Meeting you, it made me quail. Uh, tickets for that show are $23 tonight. That gets underway at 8 o'clock. Again, that's at Georgia's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville. Another show happening in Fayetteville tonight, which if you're listening this evening, probably not going to make it, but Ray Bonneville is going to be on stage at Walton Arts Center. Yeah, and he's A, a great songwriter, B, a great singer, and C, just a really good interview. I've talked to him a couple times over the past few years. And that's going to be in Star Theater, so it should be a really good show. Right. Is that her on her way back home? Do my eyes to see We had a falling out the night before she said you gone away She put on a coat, walked to the door What was I Tickets are $33. That gets underway at 7.30 tonight again. That's at Walden Arts Center in Fayetteville. Back at Walden Arts Center tomorrow night, Samara Joy is going to be on stage in Star Theater. She's a great jazzy vocalist. Guess I'll go through life just catching colds and missing trains. Everything happens to me. I never miss a thing. I've had the measles and the mumps. Every time I play an ace, my partner always trumps. She's going to be performing with the Pasquale Grasso Trio. I believe that's how you pronounce that. Uh, tickets are $33. Gets underway at 7.30 tomorrow night, again at Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville. Happening up in Springdale, there's going to be a metal show at Black Apple Crossing on Emma. Tell uh, me who's playing. Featuring Tell Anarath and Tau of Lucy. We are putting you through the paces with pronunciations <laughs> this yes, week. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that is a free show that gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at Black Apple in Springdale. Moving down to the River Valley, Tyler Rich is going to be on stage at Temple Live in Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. He's more contemporary country sure. music. Don't tame her, try to chain her. The second you do, you'll break her. Don't do that shine that caught your eyes. You're afraid somebody will take her. She ain't a dial, you just turn on and off. She ain't all found. Tickets for that show start at $20. That starts at about 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at Temple Live in Fort Smith. Still in Eureka Springs tomorrow night. Front Porch, a local string band. They're going to be on stage at the Gravel Bar. Okay. Uh, That show gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that is at the Gravel Bar in Eureka Springs. Okay, now Saturday night, George's Majestic Lounge is going to have two bands on stage. The Lucas Parker Band. Also, Grateful Talking Deadheads. You can figure out what they do. Tell me that's a mashup of David Byrne and Jerry Garcia. Yeah, they do a little bit of both. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, Cover for that show is $15. That'll get underway at 8.30 Saturday evening. Again, that's at George's in Fayetteville. I'm just imagining Psycho Killer as a sort of Grateful Dead arrangement. You know, and if you look at Bob Weir from a certain era, he kind of looks like a psycho killer. (laughs) Happening in Midtown Fayetteville Saturday night, Nomad's Trailside is going to have an alternative and indie rock show featuring The Big Sad, Mindless Souls, and Carpenter Pencil.
What time does that start? Uh, that gets underway at 8 o'clock. I have about a $5 cover. Again, that's at Nomad's Trailside in Fayetteville. Over in Eureka Springs Saturday night, Chelsea's is going to have Flash Floods on stage. They're a uh, rock and roll band from Lawrence, Kansas. Leave it all in the past. Good decisions never seem to last. They get lost in the night. Watch the world close their eyes. That show gets underway at 9 o'clock Saturday. Again, that is at Chelsea's in Eureka Springs. Then at Got a Hole Brewing in Eureka Springs, David Loving is going to have a set. But all the people walking by are staring at the ground All this chasing my ambition I've forgotten who I am I need a place for contemplation Where I can make another uh, That show gets underway at 5 o'clock Again, that's Saturday evening at Got a Hold Brewing in Eureka Springs 5 o'clock start, God bless you Got I know, I know, I can, I can yes. get behind that Yes uh, Moving on to Sunday, Clap Auditorium in Fayetteville is going to have someone you've interviewed on stage Mary Lattimore amazing she's incredible um she you know we interviewed her because she was one of the first acts at the momentary mm-hmm. roughly 350 years ago <laughs> right before the pandemic and she plays harp and she's just so talented and such a wonderful person tickets for that show are 12 dollars in advance that gets underway at seven o'clock sunday night again that's at clap auditorium on mount sequoia in fayetteville Mm-mm-mm. wait i'm just gonna i'm gonna make a deal <laughs> with the public at large. <laughs> if I go see Mary Lattimore, I want no one to post what happens in the succession finale on HBO <laughs> for at least 36 hours. Do we all have a deal? <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead, Timothy. <laughs> Another opportunity for music Sunday night, Beer and Carols is going to be taking place at the Four Points by Sheridan in Bentonville. Beer and Hymns, obviously. Okay. But, uh, but Carols for the holiday season. Proceeds this month are going to benefit the NWA Children's Shelter. Nice. This is actually going to be a ticketed event so they can control crowd size and have a certain amount of money to give to their beneficiary. Nice. Nice. Uh, Tickets are $10 for kids, $25 for adults. That starts at 5 o'clock Sunday evening. Again, that's at the Four Points by Sheridan in Bentonville. And moving ahead to Tuesday, George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville is going to have a rock and roll show featuring Church Girls, Garden Snakes, and Fight Dream. <laughs> I Church. just love that. I love that triple bill. It's like the best sentence ever. It really is. Church Girls, they're a Philadelphia-based rock and roll band. For that show is ten dollars. That'll get underway at eight thirty Tuesday night. Again, that's at George's in Fayetteville. All right. And housekeeping note: we are going to talk about live music next week on Wednesday instead of Thursday, as we move towards the end of the Ozarks at Large twenty twenty one season. Correct. Timothy Dennis, as always. Thank you. Thank you. This is Leah Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Pinimeter.
We open some perimeter today with the Prism Quartet interpreting an excerpt from Capriccio, a piece for four saxophones written by American composer Alexis Bacon. Alexis Bacon is a composer recognized nationally and internationally for her music inspired by a diverse array of sound worlds, including vanishing American oral traditions, medieval poetry, Norwegian film music, and Afro-Brazilian religious ceremonies. A capriccio is usually a free-form and lively piece of music, fast and virtuosic, and I love the freedom and freshness that this piece brings to my ears. It was the Prism Quartet interpreting an excerpt of Capriccio, a piece for four saxophones written by American composer Alexis Bacon. Recently, I came along the piece Death Speaks. This piece, written by Pulitzer Prize awardee David Lang and premiered at Carnegie Hall in 2012, explores the voice of death as the interlocutor. In the movement, mist is rising, death speaks to us in a human, lonely, imperfect voice. Let us listen to an excerpt from Mist is Rising. I will drive your sadnesses
that was missed is Rising from Death Speaks by composer David Lang, featuring musicians Shara Worden, Bryce Disner, Nico Muley, and Owen Palette. The Texan a cappella group Pentatonics, formed in 2011, is known for their arrangements of music using rich vocal harmonies, beatboxing, percussion, and bass lines. And that was their arrangement of My Favorite Things, the well-known song from the 1959 musical The Sound of Music. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens Red copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with string These are a few of my favorite things Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles Heavy cream in the morning, orange sunset, spontaneity, Indian food, cleverly and profound organized words, salsa music, the blue color, cheese. Listening to NPR and to KUAF are some of my favorite things. I invite you today to support KUAF. Member support, particularly monthly sustaining support, allows KUAF to bring to you sound perimeter on Ozarks at large and many other opportunities to connect as a community and to open windows to the world. Make your gift at supportkuaf.com today. And thank you. This is Leah Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Penimeter. Sound Penimeter is a segment I write and host, regularly produced and supported by Timothy Dennis, Kyle Callums, and Lee Wood. Sound Penimeter is dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. We hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. You can follow us on Spotify. More information in our show notes. This is 91.3 KUAF, your public radio station. Thanks so much for being with us on this Thursday. We'll be with you again tomorrow at noon and 7 on KUAF. Tomorrow, Rhonda Dillard, KUAF's underwriting director, will join me. It's time to announce the winners of the annual KUAF holiday giveaway. You can register between now and then. We're doing it 
of course, because this is the season of giving fundraiser at KUAF, taking just a few minutes here and there to remind you as we come to the close of 2021 that we were able to be here with you and for you this past year because of support from you and listeners like you. And that's how we'll be able to be with you in 2022. And as 2021 comes to a close, it is certainly difficult to find a simple way to sum it all up, except maybe to say we got through it together. Your support was critical in allowing KUAF to bring you fact-based, important news. If you've never donated to KUAF before, you can join us right now. This vital community resource is listener-supported and beholden only to listeners. As we look toward a new year, you can count on KUAF to continue to be here with you and for you. And we will do it again together. You can do your part right now. Make your gift at supportkuaf.com. And thank you. And by the way, if you ever happen to miss a story on KUAF, don't worry. Our Frequency e-newsletter will keep you updated on the week's top stories. You can stay on top of all the latest news, all the specials, the content that's here on Ozarks at Large, the volunteer opportunities that are going to come back in 2022 and more. You can sign up right now at KUAF.com slash newsletter. And your contribution is critical to allowing this service as well to thrive. So you can make a contribution right now during this season of giving fundraiser at supportkuaf.com. NPR and KUAF always answer your need for trusted information, for facts and truth. That's because the community we report to and are supported by are one and the same. I'm Scott Tong from Here and Now. You can count on KUAF and NPR to stay informed and inspired. KUAF counts on your support to fuel the reporting you need. We count on each other. I hope NPR and KUAF can count on your support. Make your gift at supportkuaf.com. Thank you, everyone, who has contributed throughout 2021 and throughout this uh, season of giving fundraising week at KUAF. We do appreciate it. You know, for many people in our community, maybe, maybe you, the financial impact of the past 21, 22 months has been monumental. As the pandemic has continued through the first surge, the second surge, whichever surge we're apparently in now, KUAF has brought you the stories and the economic ramifications of those who have felt an impact uh, here and across the country and really around the world. Our commitment is unwavering to get through this together. It's during this time when many can support KUAF financially that we ask those who can to please make a gift right now during the last couple of days of this uh, end of your fundraiser. More than 75%, more than three-fourths of our support comes from listeners just like you. It's easy to support us. It will help make sure that together we can be there for and tell the stories of our friends and neighbors who have felt the biggest impact of the pandemic. You can make a contribution right now in the amount that you're comfortable with at supportkuaf.com, and thank you. For the Central Arkansas Library System, I'm Mark Chris with an Encyclopedia of Arkansas Minute. World War I manufacturing needs led to the creation of a short-lived shipping point on the Mississippi River. Bauxite was an important war material, and in March 1917, the American Bauxite Company began shipping bauxite ore from Saline County via the Rock Island Railroad to a Crittenden County community called Boxippi, a combination of bauxite and Mississippi. Boxippi received a post office established on a quarter boat in July 1917. In 1918, Boxippi suffered damage when ice flows on the Mississippi River separated steel barges owned by the Aluminum Ore Company from their moorings. As the wartime need for bauxite ore lessened, Rock Island Railroad officials examined the facilities at Boxippi to see if they could be used for unloading freight from river shipping onto railroad cars. The Boxippi Post Office closed briefly in 1921, then reopened before closing permanently on June 30, 1926. Boxippi survives today as a Boxippi Wyanoke Revitment in West Memphis. To learn more, visit encyclopediaofarkansas.net. Tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, speaking of fundraising, an annual effort to collect support for the Fayetteville Meals on Wheels program. Uh, yeah, it winds up um, just dependent on the year. Now, we did see an increase last year in the number of meals, but it, it winds up around 50,000 meals a year, somewhere in that neighborhood. It was a little higher last year. Because um, a lot of our in-person clients who typically come in and eat at the center, they switched over to home-delivered meals. Chase Gibson, the director of the Fayetteville Senior Center, will talk to us about Meals on Wheels and its importance in any year, but especially in pandemic years. On tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 p.m. on KUAF, 
91.3. You can also listen through the free live streams at KUAF.com or access those live streams through the KUAF app. And you can also listen to Ozarks at Large on your schedule, even at 3 a.m. when you download an episode or subscribe to the feed of Ozarks at Large as a podcast. That podcast free through all major podcast distributors. Quick reminder, time is running out for you to enter the annual KUAF and Friends Holiday Giveaway. The drawing of winners takes place tomorrow morning. We'll announce those winners on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon. Rhonda Dillard, the underwriting director of KUAF, will be with me to help me out on this annual endeavor. Entries, though, can still be made by following the links at KUAF.com. Walmart Amp presents Chicago with Brian Wilson in concert June 21st, 2022. This will be Brian Wilson's first appearance at the Amp as the co-founder of the Beach Boys joins up on tour with the horns and vocals of classic rock band Chicago. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 11 a.m. 443-5600 or amptickets.com. This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and the entirety of the Razorback Greenway. Contributors today included Jacqueline Froelich, Timothy Dennis, and Leah Uribe. Our theme is written and performed by Daryl Sean. Ozarks at Large, a production of KUAF. KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. We're going to end with uh, music from the 2021 holiday CD that uh, is being provided by KUAF. You can request it with your contribution of $240 or sustaining membership of $20 a month or more. It is a one-of-a-kind CD available this week only during the season of giving uh, fundraising week at KUAF. This is one of the cuts in the bleak midwinter as performed by the sons of Otis Malone. Have a great rest of your Thursday. bleak midwinter frosty wind made moan earth stood hard as iron water like a stone snow was falling snow me